And you know what's so frustrating about this uh, sitcom as well? Is that, again, we're seeing Americans do British stuff better. So this is much better than the Dream Team. This is much better than Footballers' Wives. You actually, every single character's been fleshed out. You understand their motivations for why they do things and what what every plotline we see is uh, in service to that character and you understand why they've made that choice. I really like Ted Lasso as the lead. Hello, welcome to Geek Sweat. I'm still Stephen, despite uh, trying different things recently. But here we are. Um, but today, we're, uh, this is um, Review Sweat. We're going to review some stuff. Review two programs at once. Like, because, um, you know, we're there's no women here. How are we going to do that? It's like multitasking. Anyway, with me. <laughs> With me today are uh, Trevor. Hi, Trevor. Hi there. Thanks for bringing me out of retirement for one last game. Uh, uh, and, <laughs> yep, and hi, uh, MKH. How are you doing? Uh, very well. I do not uh, condone any of your comments in the beginning, but yes, I'm otherwise very fine. <laughs> okay, then. Today we're going to, um, we, we haven't talked about football for a while. So today we're going to talk um, about two sitcoms which basically cover the same thing, but um, don't in another way are completely different. Uh, Dom's here as well. I forgot Dom. I didn't forget hey. Dom. Dom was away and now he's back. So uh, hi. hi, Dom. Hello. Hello. Okay. So we're going to talk about two uh, sitcoms based on football. And they are the first team and uh, Ted Lasso. Um, yeah, okay. So we've all watched them all. Uh, one of we them have I've all watched. Well, I've watched them all anyway. I don't know about yeah. you guys, but I yeah. have put in the hard hours, as yeah. Ted Lasso might say. Yeah, we've all we've, we've watched them all, and um, I get. I'm guessing there's one we like more than the other, but you know, I I, I think I might be. I don't think I'm preempting anything here. Or I am preempting anything. Yeah, you are. You could be. Could be. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay, then. So I'll start off with Trevor. Hi, Trevor. Hi. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and squeeze as many innuendos as I can into this. Which one did you watch first? I was aware of the Ted Lasso character before because of an NBC sponsored um, advert, but I think I saw the first team. Um, all the way through first because um, Ted Lasso is hard to get access to because it's an Apple TV production and uh, first team was on BBC iPlayer but I felt um, there's a lot of similarities and the first team was a hard graft um, the first team of course was written by the guys Damon behind Beasley. the yeah Damon were... Beasley and Ian Morris who've also so, written um, Flight of the Concords, In Between Us 1 and 2, the movie, White Gold, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. And funnily enough, they've collaborated with Jimmy Carr on at least five uh, comedy specials. Okay, then. That's uh, quite a patchwork of, um, of work. Um, <laughs> a patchwork of work? Yeah. No. Um, so uh, what are your feelings on the first team? Um, the first team, uh, for me... It fe- and I'm not trying to criticise it now because I appreciate it hasn't got the same budget as Ted Lasso. I don't think you have to really try to criticise it. Yeah, but the thing is, it feels more like a sketch show compared to um, Ted Lasso's sitcom. And I think the problem is 
the three big issues that you miss are who's kind of the captain of the project. Whereas like you've got Ted Lasso, who's like the main character in Ted Lasso, obviously. Yeah. And um, there's a character called Matty Sullivan, who's like a, he goes against the name of the first team label, who's actually an academy or kind of a youth team player who's kind of trying to break into the first team. Um, and it's uh, the, the, the Ted Lasso, the hard man character is Roy Kent, which is obviously loosely based on Roy King and the characteristics of who Roy King was in the football world. Whereas the hard man character in uh, the first team is basically Pete Brooks. And the comedy is really just based around him being naked and not much else. And I think that shows the level of difference between the nuance of comedy in one show versus the other. No, I think, I think that's, a, that's a good way to start. Uh, uh, Dominic, uh, what, uh, which one did you watch first? I watched the first team first, which made me regret suggesting this as an idea for a show. <laughs> and remorseful for also making you watch it. So was this the equivalent of you scouting without watching the players that you needed to keep an eye on to feed back to us? Bad scouting report. Yeah. um, Something like that. Something like that. And then I watched Ted Lasso, which um, despite some flaws, which I guess we'll get into later, partially restored my faith in the possibility for a football sitcom. Okay. Uh, what, uh, so, and fi- finally, uh, uh, MKH, uh, what um, what did you watch first? The first team, and that's only because of, um, as it's already been mentioned before, access to the product. Uh, but I, I'm going to take a different approach to everyone else. I kind of liked the first team because, and it was, it was so. I'm so grateful I watched it first. Because I think it would have been a harder watch if I watched Ted Lasso first. But with the first team, it kind of... Because uh, I'm a massive fan of the Inbetweeners, Inbetweeners series, Inbetweener films. So basically, it was the same uh, level of writing as the Inbetweeners. It gave me a nostalgia for my childhood. And what they basically did was just add a couple of years to the in-betweeners cast because we're still dealing with very young footballers like people fresh out the academy and trying to break into the first team itself so there it wasn't much difference between the four main characters of, of in-betweeners in terms of age and um the three protagonists of the first team so i quite enjoyed seeing the humor of um is it ian ian morris and damon beasley yeah damon beasley um I think it, it's definitely uh, within their wheelhouse in terms of the setup and punchlines. It's just a different setting. So the same writing you saw in a school, they took to the 1980s uh, double glazing window salesman of white gold. The same that they've uh, now turned it into the back rooms of a um, a football club, which... I think their stadium was actually Charlton Stadium because they filmed a lot of stuff around Charlton Cool. Uh, southeast area and stuff like that um, and there definitely is a massive gulf in budget between the two series that we're looking at today obviously we've got the tax well the TV license holders behind uh, the first team whereas you've got the might of the all powerful Apple behind 
Ted Lasso. So that really shows. But um, and Warner I, Brothers and NBC as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, Warner Brothers and NBC. But I think Apple slapped their names over this so much that it's hard to to, to miss them. But yeah. I will. I will be the lone man. I'll be the one man that will say the first. I I I do not begrudge you, uh, Mister <laughs> Dom King Dom, for making me watch the first team. I'm just happy I watched it first as well. That's, that's a relief. Yeah. I'm glad you can, glad you can sleep given. you can sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah, otherwise, you know, it would have been football, you know, football, fitful, like uh, yeah. made Malachi watch the first team. <laughs> <laughs> but but to any football fans out there or anyone just getting context, this is almost like comparing Manchester City versus Burnley in the Premier League in terms of budget and scale of story as well, isn't it? It kind of, um, yeah, uh, uh, with the first team, I'm going to give my opinion here, even though I'm presenting. Yeah, I, I present, so that's my right, isn't it? Yeah. The first team just felt like they'd found a box of old in-betweeners jokes. And they're like, what are we going to do with them? And um, wait a minute. <laughs> we, could, uh, we could make a football signal. Um uh, and it was just, I mean, and the thing, and I was, I was thinking, oh, is that all they can do? But then white gold is actually very good. So I'm kind of like, okay, so they can write. They don't seem to be able to write for adults or women. Oh, yeah, they hate women. They hate, they definitely hate women. And yeah, like, like I said, their humour has stayed constantly around the 17 to 22 year old yeah, range. White gold is different. White gold is a bit more has a bit more to it, doesn't it? And I, I, I would disagree. I think it's the same tropes. Like when you, you really, be, uh, strip it yeah, back. white gold. The guy is really good. The main guy, he's like, yeah, no, he's very charismatic lead, and I think that's what it is. He think he's done really great with crap material. Yeah. Well, not crap material, but like in between his level material. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. So, um. Yeah, where's Ted, Ted? I mean, Ted Lasso. I mean, I don't know if Beasley and Morris have actually seen Ted Lasso and what they think and whether they feel ashamed. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I don't know if they've seen football. <laughs> I'm uh, <laughs> Can we talk a bit? So let's let's leave um, first team there for a bit and let's talk about Ted Lasso and let, let's talk about things we enjoyed about Ted Lasso because I think we all did enjoy it. Um, let's, uh, Trevor, what did you enjoy about Ted Lasso? And, and maybe contrast it a bit with kind of maybe what the first didn't so do I'll, in that. I'll, I'll give you two or three things that contrast it, um, which shows just the level of perhaps um, preparation or delivery or development. So, for example, you've got a grind music soundtrack, which obviously is like from a new upcoming artist, which is the soundtrack for the first team, whereas you've got Mumford and you've got um, Marcus Mumford from Mumford and Sons doing a very kind of overly positive, uplifting, upbeat music soundtrack for the intro. Even the intro itself is kind of a bit cobbled together because if you look at the first team, it's really just like snapshots of Premier League football moments thrown together and then you're into the show. Whereas Ted Lasso, it actually starts off with his intro of him in the stadium and it's symbolic because when he sits on a seat, he changes the colour of the seat from blue to red because... In the story arc, he's trying to win over the fans, essentially, to accept him as a player. And there's some kind of graffiti inside the chairs which relate to the story. But I think the quick... Let's point out to listeners that Ted Lasso is about an American coach who gets fired as the manager of a lower... 
fucking Premier League team. So I want to come into that as well. So it's like, even the stance is you've got the first team, which is basically about three kind of no-hopers or never-was footballers who are on the fringes of the first team versus somebody who's come in as the authoritarian manager with a new philosophy, new idea, a new approach to football from a perspective of never having managed the game at all. So you've got one, it's basically a manager's power in a football team versus an academy player's playing a football team. And I think it shows up in the stories it tells, the jokes it's tried to say. And Ted Lasso, the nuance of the jokes are kind of, there's a lot more set up, which is about, I mean, there's one bit where he, he keeps saying the word wrong and um, he he's talking about, um, I mean, there's comedy moments in it which range from a coach kicking a poo, a dog poo off the football pitch and then the journalist realising he's doing the tactics for the next football match to um, like the guy having uh, no really idea what the word wanker means. And then when his son arrives, after a couple of months of managing the football team, having to reorganise the meaning of the word wanker for his son. Whereas I think with um, the first team, they're kind of these kind of bottlenecked jokes of things that are totally inconsequential to the football team because they could have happened in any other setting other than a football stadium. And so I felt, I've, I felt like I was watching something more juvenile or I was being reminded of watching something <coughs> juvenile with based there's, on there's, stupid characters trying to survive in the football world. Whereas the other one is more like, um, it's a cult clash of cultures with an underlying story of um, uh, sabotage in it as well. Well, I mean, Ted, Ted Lasser had more scope, more kind of, more ambition, I, I think. Um, uh, uh, Dominic, uh, uh, basically, just, I mean, what, what, again, what things did you like about um, Ted Lasso and and uh, compared to kind of, and how you think it was done compared to the first team? Um, I could go back to um, an analogy TJ made where he said, like, comparing the two is, it's like comparing Burnley versus Man City in terms of budget. But I would go further because I would say it's like comparing Burnley without Sean Dyke as their manager because the first team is not punching above its weight. It's um, unambitious. And that's really the problem with it. Um, in fact, I mean, it's, it's not zero budget. It's not low budget. It's just not like big bucks film budget. They got Will Arnett for like two. They've got Will Arnett, and they've given him a character who's actually less nuanced than the horny unicorn. <laughs> I get the feeling that Will Arnett came in and shot what he needed to do in two days. And it's not just because he's wearing the same suit in every scene, but I get the impression that if you look at the way it's filmed, you get the feeling of like he was obviously the big budget pull to bring into the story because. He's the only, let's say, non-English English actor or England-based actor in the series who's in that story. And because of his, let's say, lack of costume changes and the several interior shots, the way I was looking at it is like, they've kind of just spent block shoot, done a block shoot with Will Arnett, and then they've kind of built the rest of the series around his moments. 
I, I think he just screen yeah. screened him in. I think he was just that's him in his attic. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly he's not invested in it in any way, and. <laughs> And um, the next thing I'm going to say, I mean, in all sincerity, he doesn't have the investment in it that he brings to Lego Batman. Mm. <laughs> and that is a compliment to his vocal yeah. performance as Lego Batman. I don't see that level of commitment to what he's doing in the first team. It's yeah. a kind of non-performance or non-presence even. I mean, he's just not funny in it. The first team would have benefited if they made it about the chairman trying to understand... That's yes, yes, exactly. I mean, if the whole thing revolved around Will Arnett and the um, the three guys, the young guys were minor characters. Mm. I mean, they're about developed enough to be minor characters, ancillary characters, you could say. But um, if you could somehow make the American chairman the main character and give him a character, that might have been funny. What I liked about Tech Lasso um, was that it was unashamedly sentimental. And um, it didn't take the easy route of just mocking its main character. It actually wanted you to see his positive philosophy as a good thing. And he kind of wins you over in tandem with the other characters in the sitcom. Because you begin by finding him a bit too much and a bit annoying. So that almost happens in real time. And that's clever. To the point where you actually believe, you believe... Just like his sign he puts up. Yeah, you believe. Yeah, yeah. like the you know, like the fifth time he says that, you stop finding it cheesy and you yeah. start finding it inspirational. I kind of, I've I've got a point about this, but I also I'm aware that MKH needs to say something. So MKH, I'm going to get you in, and then I'm going to go back to what Dominic just said because to be confusing. Are you sure I need to say anything? Actually, what I've just noticed about this episode as well is like just four dudes talking about football and we've got like one other co-presenter that hasn't been invited and she happens to be a woman as well. That's just really crazy optics. But anyway, what I will say, I really like uh, Ted Lasso for, I think it's already been mentioned, the character development. I think, and you know what's so frustrating about this uh, sitcom as well is that, again, we're seeing... Americans do British stuff better. So this is much better than the Dream Team. This is much better than Footballers' Wives. You actually, every single character has been fleshed out. You understand their motivations for why they do things. And what what every plotline we see is uh, in service to that character. And you understand why they've made that choice. I really like Ted Lasso as the lead. I could just watch him do anything. I don't. He doesn't even have to manage, manage football. He could, he could go and do anything. I'll just be happy seeing Ted Lasso bring his unique set of optimism, which I guess plays into the fact that he's a Southern American as well with that yeah. type of draw. I think that also uh, is another character layer to the to the man. And um, yeah, I, I just liked every episode with him, the beard and... The little shirt dude. I can't remember what he's Beard is another character uh, in the story. Um, <laughs> so um, Coach Beard, who never really gets a first name, is kind of like the um, second in charge or left-hand man or lieutenant to, or right-hand man of uh, Jason Sudeikis uh, playing Ted Lasso. And we've also got a kind of uh, undermined, overlooked um, uh, kit man who's called Nate, Nathan Shelley, but he's, he ends up becoming Nate the Great by the end of the series. 
I want okay, I want to go back to what Dominic and also actually MKH picked up on, which is about Ted Lasso's character. When I was watching it, I was immediately reminded of Parks and Recreation. And Parks and Recreation is like a big hit in America. It's about like a local government, Parks and Recreation Department. But the thing about Parks and Recreation that made it different was that the main character was actually a good person trying to do good things and inspiring the people around her. And mm. it, the comedy came from that and people kind of like not knowing how to deal with this person. And it's a very new thing, I think, in comedy, unless you can give me other examples. But where like the kind of where, where the main character isn't the flawed human being we normally get in a sitcom setup uh, and not the kind of, you know, not the Dow boy kind of Basil Fawlty or um, mm. type of character. They're, they're more like British an empire. Yeah, they're more like an angelic character who kind of inspires everyone around them. And yeah. has any of you ever seen Parks and Recreation? And I've seen well, bits of it, but I only watched the Aubrey Plaza parts because I think she's. So uh, I'm wondering if that's kind of a, like a new way, new sort of way sitcoms are going, uh, where the kind of where they're not so tied to the old uh, trope of kind of like the the flawed main character. It depends if that character's done really well, because I will contend that. The main American transfer in the first team tried to come over with this overwhelming positivity as well when he tries yeah. to make friends with the outcasts and stuff like that. But again, the characters in the first team weren't developed in a way that you actually cared about them and yeah. in a way that you actually knew why he was that positive. Yeah. I think he gave a few retorts, especially when they had that little fight in the pub saying, like, what, what, like why are you being so harsh to my teammate? Like... Yeah. And they say, oh, yeah, because we buy season tickets. And then he rightfully said, look, well, we don't make much money from this from the tickets. We make most of the money from TV, TV rights and stuff yeah. and stuff like that. So I think that guy was supposed to be the positive, angelic person as well. But they just did it really poorly and it was rushed in the first team. But, yeah, I think this could be a new wave for comedies going forward. Yeah. Although sure. there is a problem with that, and I'm interested because Ted Lasso has now been, it's, there's two more seasons at least, I think. Yeah. So we're going to happen. The problem is that with Parks and Recreation, is that the first, like, well, first season, I think two, three, four seasons are, are amazing. But then because of this kind of the positive uh, attitude of the main character, it sort of infects every other character. And season five of Parks and Recreation is just, everyone being nice to each other and that's not a sitcom they've kind of they went too far and i'm wondering how ted lasso will kind of pull that back a bit because you can't just have a sitcom where people are being nice to each other all the time and that's what Park comes in season five and really drops off a cliff i mean i i, I want to take a stab at the maybe the script writing or the storytelling because i feel ted lasso and um uh, first thing, we've got two fundamental problems. Um, or that it, but one of them is dealing with it intentionally and one of them is dealing with it unintentionally. In the first team, you've got a character called Matty Sullivan who's accidentally purchased because they wanted to buy somebody else. So he's trying to fit into a team that doesn't want him, doesn't need him, doesn't know why he's there. And he's making friends with two other characters. One's called Jack Turner played by the similar name, Jack McMullen, who's supposed to be like a prodigy, like Wayne Rooney type player. And another one is called Benji Achibi, played by Shaquille Ali Yabua, who's basically an overhyped dual nationality, um, part Guyanese, part 
um, English player who basically they're just trying to navigate the lifestyle of playing football, of being footballers, and they never get anything into anything serious. And this is kind of addressed with the titles such as the octopus situation, which is about an HR problem, upheaval, which is about um, the change of manager, the international break, again, not a, a non-football situation. And the only real, the real pro- and pints of sorry, which I think is when they have to meet the fans. So everything's kind of happening off the pitch and the story of the team is not important. The story of the club is not important. It's just this kind of self-aggrandizing, let's see what these guys, what stupid predicament these three individuals get into next which can be anything from signing up with an agent who's actually into uh, financial corruption to trying to befriend an injured football player who's a bit of a sociopath. Whereas in Ted Lasso, they've got some clear arcs that they have to travel across, which is the manager is being brought in to get the team relegated as a motivation for the chairwoman who's taken over the team from um, her divorced husband. The manager you later find on, find out, um, and I don't think it spoils it too much, is actually going through a divorce and he's trying to give himself distance from the late relationship by crossing the Atlantic so he can focus on work, which is his hyper-positivity. You can then see it as a flaw that he ingratiates himself with work rather than finds a way to stay present in the relationship. And um, just if you look at some of the titles of the Ted Lasso episodes, such as The Hope That Kills You, Make Rebecca Great Again, um, The Diamond Dogs, which I think was a clever episode where the the coaching staff um, or the, 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 the senior male mentor figures in the football club end up becoming their own kind of internal counseling group. So there's this situation where you feel like yeah, like, like Stephen said, there's more scope, there's more scale, and there's more range, but it's interconnected. And you've got the story of this football club is in danger of getting relegated and losing the livelihoods of the players, and the players have to change their identity. For example, the captain, Roy Kent, having to come to terms with his ageing ability, as it were, uh, uh, or his diminishing ability due to his ageing career coming to an end okay then to wrap this up i'm gonna throw out a question that you haven't been prepared for so yeah i mean the person i asked last we prepared a little bit but the person i asked first won't be so sorry dominic um <laughs> so <laughs> uh dominic uh, what what would you if you could transfer from first team to uh ted lasso and ted lasso to first team if to make this shows better that's a good question um well i guess i mean like to follow up on what tj said um the problem with the the first team was it was um, unambitious and we didn't have anything about the football club so we weren't invested in how we were doing which for sitcoms is fine like when you watch the office you're not concerned with how many sales the office is making but I think if the context is a football club, you do need to know how they're doing or you're just not invested in the story. Yeah. So yeah. I think there needed to be more of the actual arc of how the football team were doing in the first team and what the players were achieving and where they were in their career. So you felt a bit more invested in it. I think that would have helped. 
What about is there anything you would transfer you could transfer from first team to Ted Lasso? Yes, much as I like Ted Lasso, I did, and you might not agree with me here, I did think over the 10 episodes, maybe it was a bit long and a bit repetitive. So I think it could have been cut down to the classic English six episodes and it wouldn't have lost too much. I think it might even have been better. It, it, it did have a sentimental end, ending syndrome, which um, Scrubs is the king of, where it could be really funny and then you got to wait through five minutes of kind the, of... The new one, yeah. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah. I, I hate sitcoms. Sitcoms that do that, I, I immediately down rank a little bit. I, I hate the old sentimental five minutes at the end of a sitcom. But okay, <laughs> yeah. uh, MKH, what would you transfer from the first team to Ted Lasso? It could be anything, anything you want. writer, production, actor, character. Uh, so I would transfer two of the episodes from Ted Lasso to um, first team. Oh, eight. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I think they should both have eight. Like, I don't find first team that bad because I understand the writers and what they're trying to do. Like, they're surface level guys. They don't go deep into issues. Like, they do, like, lip service to issues, uh, but they're not, they're not the deep guys. They want to get as many jokes off as possible. That's what I was going to say. So the amount of punchlines, like they had set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline, set up punchline all the time in um, the first team. So they were throwing everything at the wall and just was just seeing what stuck. Whereas I think uh, the comedy in Ted Lasso was more of a build up, like you had longer setups to get a punchline or a laugh and stuff like that. So I think I would include possibly some more. Uh, quicker jokes in Ted Lasso I would like to see uh but yeah decreasing the number of episodes of Ted Lasso increasing the number of episodes to um the first team I like Will Arnott I would have liked to have seen more of him like I think the scenes he was in I I did giggle um at them I I I did find um the fact that one of the players in the first team had a slave master like he wasn't his dad he wasn't his brother wasn't his friend he was just his master i thought that was quite funny that he was he was just a slave and he was happy with it which was echoed in ted lasso with um with uh what's his name rojo i'm rojo danny rojo yeah danny rojo like football is life yeah football is life type guy so i think there was lots of parallels between both series and it's so interesting that they came out roughly the same time and they didn't i'm guessing they weren't in each other's writer's room but they tried to touch the same beats more or less whereas ted lasso's focus on the manager and um uh what's, what's it the first team's focused on uh, the three players trying to break into the first team. So I get all of that. But um, yeah, add some more comedy to Ted Lasso, decrease the um, number of episodes put in in the first team. Oh yeah, and more oh. of the budget. And, and 25% of the budget goes from Ted Lasso to um, the first team. Uh, can I just point out that, I, I just want to say this quickly, the Beasley and Morris, they have this, this, this trick they do in their dialogue where someone will say something funny and then... Normally, the Will character, or in this case, the Matty character, will then say that, will then explain that joke that they're just sending, then get another laugh. Yeah, I hate that. They get two laughs to one joke, and they do it all the time. And it really gets on my nerves, because they're they're having the cake and eat it. 
oh, can't man. get it. Oh, that. it's a callback immediately. Man. That's all they're doing. Yeah. It's a callback immediately. It's a callback. Yeah, it's that is annoying, and it happens in um, everything they write, and it's kind of it's annoying um, uh, thing of theirs. Okay, finally, uh, oh me, I've got to give my opinion. Oh no, Trevor. Oh no, I've done Trevor. Me, I would swap the little scouse lad into. Um, uh, uh, Ted Lasso because I used the one thing that I liked about um, first team. I just thought his character, his whole kind of befuddled, befuddled way of kind of what the hell is going on in my life? Where am I? What's going on? I enjoyed that. And from uh, Ted Lasso, the first team, I would uh, just uh, uh, the writers. Okay, thank you everyone. We, today we've done a uh, Ted Lasso and we've really done. Um, the first team, I've been joined by uh, uh, Trevor. Uh, ciao for now. See you soon. Uh, and I've been joined by Dominic. Bye for now. And I've been joined by NKH. Thank you all for coming. Bye. All right, then. That's been uh, Review Sweat. I've been Stephen. And uh, uh, see you soon. Cheers. <laughs>